Welcome to the Authority of Love, and thank you again for joining us here on WJMM 99.1, or you might be listening on the podcast at WJMM.com. Click on the podcast tab near the upper right and the Love and Lordship links, uh, and you'll get today's and the previous two days, which would be all of this week so far. You'll find out a little bit more uh, about our culture, about Valentine's, and today we're going to continue that with a message I've entitled, The Jungle Book and Love. How's that for, I tell you, I teased it yesterday, if you were listening at the end, uh, what does Jungle Book have to do with love? Well, you might have found out a lot more than we ever thought. Yesterday's message gave us a little different take on Valentine and Valentine's Day as we are called and commanded to love God and others in line with his word and covenant order, especially in marriage, rather than how the world pushes its version of self and lust as love. Now, again, you can listen where I've already shared, or you can go to loveandlordship.com, and you'll, again, find videos, articles, and podcasts there, these and many others. So I hope you'll avail yourself of those, and I pray that they encourage and help you in your walk with the Lord and in your marriage, your family, your church. Um, That's the desire. Uh, Love and Lordship exists to build every relationship on the love and lordship of Jesus Christ. So we want you to know that and be blessed in that as you do so. You can also uh, share that with others, and I hope you would do that. Today's message takes a classic story and follows it through the cultural transitions regarding people and relationships over time, and we'll look at what it's costing us in our families, churches, and culture. So as promised, let's look at the Jungle Book in Love. And don't forget, you can email me at loveandlordship at gmail.com at any time. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. This one may prompt some, okay? Thank you for those that do. The Jungle Book in Love. I'm, I'm humbled and grateful to have shared love and lordship and the authority of love now in conferences, retreats, events, series for thousands as well as counseling and mentoring hundreds of couples and men over the past 30 plus years. Now, if your church or organization would like more interested in scheduling an event or series, please contact me. If you have a specific question or interested in mentoring or counseling, message me personally or send me an email. Over the next couple of days, uh, I'm gonna continue with our Valentine's Day and week theme and we want to, we, this is what we would like to do. Number one, strengthen our understanding of the foundations in God's word. And two, show how the concepts of love and lordship, according to his word, are quite different than what we see in the culture and how those impact our, the way we live them out. First, a, a deeper look at love. In John 13, we've talked about this before. It's foundational. Um, I think Jesus intended for it to be. Uh, We've covered it extensively a couple of times and have referenced it many more times. Jesus showed us, as one translation says in verse 1, the full extent of his love. So we ought to pay attention there, and we're going to compare and contrast that on how we in our culture today define and apply it and what it is according to Christ's teaching and example and how that affects us. Now, back to my title, right? The Jungle Book in Love. I read an article some time ago about Disney's impact on culture when it comes to love and emotions and relationships. This was several years ago before the, re- the, the results today that we're seeing of, of, of Disney going completely off the rails. And, and I have to give a caveat here. 
I really like most of the older Disney movies. They're fun, they're entertaining, got great music and some good messages in spite of the reality that this article that I'm talking about nailed it and we should heed its effect. I really like the Jungle Book in particular. I like the reading, I like the movies, the entertainment value, but we do need to pay particular attention to the messages being sent and received and, and what that looks like in our culture and what it's doing to us. You're going to see through my explanation of this article how much and how easily we've been influenced when it comes to our understanding and application of what we call love, relationships, romance, and loving relationships. We're going to go all the way back to the original classic, the 1890s. I think it was 1896, might have been 97. Rudyard Kipling wrote The Jungle Book. Now, Rudyard Kipling has some great classics. My other favorite one is... Um, uh, you know, it just slipped my mind. It'll come back to me and I'll blurt it out, okay? But Jungle Book is one of the best. This article that I read recounted how Walt Disney himself in the animated, the first animated version that they did in 1967, when they came to him and it was very close to Kipling's original book, he told them to go back and appeal more to emotions rather than, and I'm using my own words here, but this is healthy fears and standards. In essence, make it all about feel-good and romantic, emotional love. By the time they released the 2016 version, it had very little to do with real relationships and more about harmony with nature and boundless individual potential, totally absorbed with only the self. Along the way, we've lost real loving relationships in marriage and family and humanity in general. Matthew 24, 12, Jesus said, In the end times, because of lawlessness, sin, the love of many will grow cold. This is part of what makes it happen, folks. Sorry to say, but it does. Here's the gist of each version of the Jungle Book. So Captain's Courageous, that's Rudyard Kipling's other book. I highly recommend that one as well. Here, now back to the Jungle Book, okay? The 1890s book, we're gonna, we're gonna, the gist of each one of these, watch the transitions, cultural, relational, and personal. The 1890s book, Mowgli is exposed to humanity and the village in which his parents live and he desires to return and he does just that. He returns to the love and security of his parents and family. The fifth command and the first with promise is found in Exodus 20, 12 and repeated in, in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. That was there. It's what Mowgli came back to. The 1967 first animated version by Disney, Mowgli is exposed to humanity and is drawn to leave the wolf pack that he had been raised in, right? And the dangers of the jungle for a little girl romantic, and possibly still a marriage attraction. Probably were thinking that all those 60s started challenging that quite a bit. Genesis 2.24 and Matthew 19.4 and 6 from our action items yesterday tell us God's design that includes male and female. A man leaves his mother and father, cleaves to his wife, they become one, and no one should separate that. That's God's design and plan for marriage, family, culture, period. The 2016 newest animated version continued right on down that slippery slope. Mowgli is exposed to humanity and rejects all of it. 
parents, family, love and security, the girl and physical attraction and human relationships for the totally self-focused pull of nature and remaining completely out of his human element to choose the wolf pack in the jungle. Philippians 2, 3, and 4, and 2 Timothy 4, 3, literally tell us in God's design, the way this really works is we consider others above ourselves. And that may happen if you were raised in a wolf pack. You wouldn't know how to do that because it's not natural. But that's what we're called to, and now we're promoting that. Instead of we're promoting being given over to our own selfish passions and desires and individuality rather than considering others as above ourselves. Notice the regression of natural relationships from family rooted in marriage and parenting to personal desires driving his return to completely self-centered motivations disregarding any or all other human elements. Our culture clearly defines and applies love as, a, as strictly a feeling or emotion. If it feels good or benefits me, do it. And if it doesn't, forget it. And as completely defined and applied, again, love, completely defined and applied as it impacts only the individual, not others, not family, not community or society. What do I get out of it? This also means, as I stated just a moment ago, if it no longer feels good, feels good or is of no benefit to me, then quit or move on and choose differently. I am the sinner. Isn't that the same thing the serpent said to Adam and Eve, getting them to eat the fruit and fall? Eat this fruit and you are like God. You're the center of your own universe. This is totally self-absorbed and leaves no place for real love, the kind of love God gives and desires us to know and share. If two people, the basic relationship, are both applying this worldly definition of love, what gives? Well, I can tell you. Look around. You can see it. Whoever manipulates or controls the other one the most gets what they want. And the other one may stay because they're getting something out of it. And, and in so doing, we're back to misunderstood and misapplied authority as we've shared on the authority of love throughout our broadcast. That's not very appealing when you take cultural love to its logical conclusion. And yet I see it every day with nearly every person and couple that I meet with. Now, as I've stated previously, and in line with the truth of God's word, love is actually a commitment, a choice, a sacrificial act of your will. You see how that was pulled out of the Jungle Book? For the sake of another, regardless of their response or reaction. I close with this question about Jesus, love himself, from previous messages. Last week we talked about this even. Think about this and let me know what you're thinking. If Jesus' choices and actions were made based on feelings or emotions or self-desire and preservation, where would we be? How are you defining and living out love in your relationships? Food for thought. Let's change the conversation and reality about love and bring it back to the truth that sets us free and shows others what it means to fully love and to be fully loved. Join the conversation on the Love and Lordship Facebook page, loveandlordship at gmail.com. You can email me. Let's keep it going. And as we continue with more on building godly relationships, and in particular, marriage, sexuality, and family. Here are your four action items today. Choose to spend time with God and His Word in prayer every day. 
as you do, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you his love versus worldly love. Three, evaluate your own relationships and decisions and see which type of love you're practicing. And finally, take practical steps to love as Christ loved, as the Holy Spirit is revealing to you and that places others above self. Invite your family and friends to join us tomorrow. We're going to show you how to show love to your spouse, simple, meaningful ways. Even your enemies, invite them to join us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Research Encounter. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.